Welcome to Jiri Snacks, snackable episodes about the Jiri exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. Our affordable $199 Jiri course includes everything you need to ace your Jiri. A full textbook, tons of Jiri questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code PODCAST gets you 10% off at checkout. Also, if you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, uh, please contact me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic. Now, let's get started. So today on the show, really excited to have Matt Roy join us. Matt is actually Achievable's Jiri author, um, so he's written the course material if you're using our course, and um, he's just a really knowledgeable person on all things Jiri and in his own right. So Matt, do you want to give a little introduction to yourself here and then we can take it away? Yeah, sure. So, uh, as you just said, uh, I did write the course for Achievable, but before that, I was an independent tutor, and I still am. Um, and even before that, a few years earlier, I was a tutor for Kaplan. So, I have thought about the jury much longer than, uh, or much more than many people have. <laughs> <laughs> many people probably want to think about the jury as well. Yeah, what? and, and your company is... is... GuideToJury.com. Got it. Okay. Um, and there you can find, obviously, Achievable's course and a lot of free materials for people who can't afford uh, courses and um, just uh, many different many different resources, like, for example, where you can find podcasts and where you can, you know, get uh, what types of apps are the best to study with and stuff like that. Very cool. All right. GuideToGeary.com. Well, so mm-hmm. for today's topic, we wanted to go into something that is may seem obscure, but it's actually pretty important if you want to ma- maximize your time on the GRE quant, which is strategies for using the GRE calculator. Uh, so take it away. Yes. Okay. So the GRE calculator is, first of all, not very complicated. So a lot of people are surprised when they open up or when they start the exam that they cannot do exponents there. Mm. And actually, you can't, you can't do much of anything. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's but, the first thing is like, what can you use it for and what not, right? Yeah, um, there's just multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, and square roots. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, there are many limitations that people don't notice, though, beyond that, um, that you won't notice unless you actually uh, reach that point. So it maxes out at eight digits. Uh, if if the if the calculator gives you any uh, answer beyond eight digits, it won't even tell you. Um, it can't tell you what it is. It just says error, actually. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and there's also no scientific notation as well. Um, so the test takers or the test writers actually know this, and they use it to their advantage to make problems harder. So, for example, if a problem asks for like the product of two very large numbers. Mm-hmm. They know for sure it would be beyond eight digits. So it requires... Yeah, like 20,245 of... times 4,965 mm-hmm. like or whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. The The best way to approach that is to translate the 20,205, I think you said, to... to did you say 20,000? Yeah, I was, it, the exact number doesn't matter too much. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, anyway, you would translate it to a smaller number and you would tell yourself this is in terms of thousands. So if right. it's like 20,000, you just put 20 point whatever mm-hmm. and then you multiply it by the other number 
you don't change the other number, and you tell yourself the final answer is that many thousands. Right. That's how you get around it. Um, it, it could be even bigger. Like, if there are giant numbers, the question might not even ask for the product of them. It might even ask for the units digit of the product. Right. And a little trick there is actually you only need to multiply the units digits by each other of any two large numbers to get the units digit of the product. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then when you are using the calculator, or I guess maybe the first part of this is just looking at a problem. What are the signs that, I mean, you've covered a couple where you're like, oh, I definitely can't use the calculator for this. Mm. And then what are the signs where you're like, oh, they probably do want me to use the calculator for this yes. and I should look for that. Yeah. So a good example is a question that asks for like the 38th digit beyond the decimal point. Wow. Now you would you regularly would think like okay obviously you can't use the calculator for this because it's only eight digits but doing that by hand would be really hard finding whatever the thirty eight digit is that would be a mess so oftentimes those questions actually require uh, just noticing a pattern within the decimal points or mm. what, sorry noticing a pattern in the sequence beyond the decimal points so if it's like three eight three eight three eight repeating and it asks for the 38th uh, digit in that sequence, then obviously it would be 8 because every 8 is an even number in the sequence. So the 3, 8, obviously, right. 8 is the second, and then it would be the fourth, the sixth, yeah. Got it. So then how can, what are some examples of GRE problems where the calculator is going to be used? Oh, yeah. I mean, you could use the, you could use the calculator in most everything. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people say that you should try using the calculator as little as possible. And I get a lot of students that sadly say that they almost like reject the calculator because they, they've read online that using the calculator is like a waste of time or something. But to be honest, the calculator can prevent people from making mistakes, mm -hmm. little mistakes, right? If you do things by hand too much, you're going to make mistakes eventually. Right. Um, however... Um, obviously, it's very useful to know, for example, the exponent rules so you can simplify things. And only in the very end you use the calculator to test. Uh, you wouldn't want to put into the calculator 7 to the 6 power times 3 to the 12 power or something. And then, and, or 7 to the 6, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, you can simplify things. that to like 21 to the... I don't remember my powers, what I just said. But, <laughs> I got the idea. Simplify you, things. You, you use yeah. power law and exponent rules mm -hmm. to actually, essentially, like get people organized mm -hmm. and get them uh, and get the numbers to the point where you're maybe making like one or two calculations. Yes. And they're ones that are easy to do. Yes, and the calculator is there for a reason. They gave you it there. They gave you the calculator for a reason. They're not trying to. Um, uh, like waste your time with it. If you notice you're typing in everything, that's not a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can use the calculator, you know, like for example, if a question asks, or if a question gives you a ratio or like a fraction um, and you're having trouble simplifying the fraction, mm -hmm. it may be easier to just put it into the calculator and then look at the multiple choice answers put those into the calculator and see which one is the exact same decimal mm -hmm. instead of uh, simplifying. It, it really depends on the person, though. 
Yeah, so tell me more about that. That sounds like a like a good hack, right? So let's say, you know, you're choosing between like twelve square root of three, three square root of three, seven square root of three is like your answer choices. Yeah. Can the calculator help you get there if you're struggling? Um or, well, or were you more thinking like if it was like uh you know a root two versus a root three kind of situation? Well, yes, uh, absolutely. Square roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, roots can be like translated to um, you know like a decimal with a calculator, and you can you can definitely compare an answer that you find like the exact value to mm-hmm. to all of the answer choices, and, and you can put those into the calculator for sure. But um, in terms of like what you were saying earlier with a square, like with a an exponent, mm-hmm. that I mean that's like twelve times anything to the square root of I don't know or to the any power is not as um, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say it's not as it's not as difficult <laughs> but um I, I it it's more I guess the point is it's helpful when it comes to decimals right and and square roots obviously are going to often give you decimals if it's not a square. So yeah, that makes radical. sense. And and then tell me about um, tell me about other strategies that you had in mind when when you yeah. brought this topic here. Yeah. So, um, well, first I want to make a point about it's not necessarily a strategy, but it's something that everyone should know. There's the transfer display button. Okay. At the bottom of the Jiri calculator, uh, this button has a purpose, and that is to Put whatever is in the calculator onto your answer choice. So many question types, or a few of the questions in a set of 20 will uh, ask you to actually type out the answer. Just to save a little bit of time, It's a very if it's a very long number, and if you don't want to accidentally make a mistake, right, rewriting it, you can just click that transfer display button. So that's a good, a good tip for people. Mm-hmm. I will just say one thing about that, though. Um, be wary of questions that... Um, ask you to type in the answer very often those questions uh you need to round to some right to some decimal and if you do click the transfer display it won't round for you so you would have to round it after got it okay yeah. that's a good thing to know yeah yeah a lot of those questions will say things like you know give me to the nearest percentage point like which percentage mm. Right, mm-hmm. which percentage? What what is it? I think it was a, a video that you did a while back, where it was like, "What percent of John's salary is Amy's salary?" Yeah. Right. So if you mm-hmm. if you punch it in from the calculator, you need to round that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And an, another thing about the calculator that most people do not know, um, if you if you find it really annoying to use the mouse and to click on you know all the numbers and click on all the operations. Uh, you should know that you don't have to do that. You can type onto your keyboard every operation that you want, mm-hmm. and some people are m- like are much more comfortable with that because m- maybe they even do that in their work. So you can save a lot of time with that for when, sure. When you say keyboard, do you mean like the number pad, or do you mean yeah. you can use the other? Well, it depends on the too. test center. Yeah. Uh, if the test center doesn't have a number pad, it wouldn't work. But if you do it at home, I imagine your number pad will work if you yeah. do the at home test. Um, I will also say that um, you can practice this, though. You can, you know, you can practice this if you want uh, with the two free power prep tests that you get with signing up for the exam. Um, it'll it'll be the exact same interface as test day. So. 
Yeah, and that'll help you get familiar with it, I think, before the test mm-hmm. starts, is just by doing at least one of those power prep tests. And just yeah. in general, I mean, as a broader note, you should probably try to do all five of your power prep tests if you can. <laughs> Not everybody can afford yeah. all of them, but definitely do yeah, at definitely least do the two. two. Yeah, for sure. It's requ- required. <laughs> yeah, required curriculum. Yeah, yeah. Any other Any other tips for the calculator? I don't think I have any more. Um, yeah, then that sounds I don't think great. I have Do you have any more questions about it? Maybe I can. No, I think that's good. I think the the biggest thing that I was trying to figure out is you know if your if your answer choices are like twelve root two versus twelve root three, like you said, can you use uh, like the decimal point to try and figure it out? But because you're multiplying yes. it, maybe not. Well, maybe. Um, yeah, you can. You can. This is this actually. This is a great question because a lot of people they put the twelve in four and then they're like. Okay, do I do radical three now or three radical? You definitely need to get used to the the GRE calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't do order of operations for you. So what I always do is you you just you solve for the square root of three first, mm-hmm. and then you just multiply that by twelve. You always do the radical stuff first, mm-hmm. so that the calculator doesn't get confused what's going on. So because you don't want twelve times three, which is thirty six, and you don't want the square root of thirty six. Yeah, that's you not know? the answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is actually great because um like in quant comparison questions you know they might they might have something like like four times the square root of three for quantity a and then quantity b three times the square root of four and it might intuitively seem hard to determine which one would be larger so you can just put them in the calculator and then whatever number is larger is just going to be the right answer and yeah so yes the the calculator is not always bad but if you find yourself clicking on it like all the time then maybe you should learn a few more tricks though Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. thanks matt this has been gre snacks hosted by tyler from achievable you can try out the gre course that we wrote with matt for free at achievable.me and you can use the code podcast to get 10 percent off at checkout